We are, we're back with the podcast. It's also the BA edition again. Uh, Derek's out of the loop. Uh, and we took hiatus last week. Did you miss us? Welcome to the Bad Podcast with Derek, Brad, and Austin, where we talk about random shit, and that's it. Okay, let's go. I, I really can't help but smile every time I hear that. Okay, let's go. It's, it's great. Yeah, enjoy it. Um, so we're here and we decided, Hey, let's talk about cookie fest since it's in what? Four days, 23 hours. <laughs> you can do a countdown. 49 minutes, 40, yeah. 46, uh, 22 hours, 22 hours and 46 minutes. Yeah. yeah. To the dunk dunk. Yep. yep. Wow. So, so three days, three days, three days, 22 hours and 46 minutes until you, we dunk. Have you thought about like the whole process yet? Like let's say there's people in line to meet people and whatnot and like, okay, let's go dunk. Everybody leaves their spot. They do the dunk. And then what? Like, are people going to stick around? Are people going to like, have you thought about that yet? Or like what you are expecting people to do? Yeah. So last week during uh, the meeting that we have with like Derek and Ashley every week, we, we went through all that stuff and we kind of talked about how the flow was going to be. We're, we're actually, um, not gonna like really do like I, I think what we decided on which really this is actually that's, that's playing this out i don't think we're just gonna we're not gonna let people line up okay for the stuff or we're gonna take the lines and like grab them in the groups that they're in and they, they stay in that line okay and come come forward i think that that's kind of what we decided on because for guinness you have to have the entire area roped off for it to count Correct. so we either have to if if they're dunking in the entire Aaron Besson Park, we have to rope off the entire park, which is just not feasible. Yes. So what we've decided is that small circular area in front of the stage is going to be gated off now. Oh, not the whole thing? Not the whole thing. Oh, Jesus. Thank the Lord. Yeah. That probably, that probably you guys saved us like, a lot. <sighs> yeah. It's, yeah, it's very nice. <laughs> and everyone has wristbands and there's police and security. So, yeah. um, uh, so that will help if someone comes in, that's not supposed to be in there. Mm-hmm. Um, also, we are like going to be responding to people on Twitch today. So if you hear us like talking randomly through people, uh, Random there are names. people watching on Twitch. Um, so Casey Hessler said, hey, good luck at Cookie Fest. Hope you guys can break the record. Really appreciate that. That's actually what the, my biggest concern now at this point is. Like we have vendors, we have fun activities, like everything's there. And now it's just like the actual breaking of the record. Yeah. So back to what you were talking about there. So there's going to be four entrances into that circular area. And, and one person on each side of the entrance. So eight people will be handing cookie and milk to people as okay. they come in. Yep. Then the judges will like queue up their 50 people. All the wristbands will be numbered and things like that. So we'll like get everyone in their like little groups of 50 essentially. Okay. And then, then the dunk will be, um, I guess this is what I get to tell everyone like three, two, one dunk. Like, yeah. I'm pretty stoked about that. Like, yeah. So when they get, they can go into that circle at any time. Well, we'll right, open we'll or, open up that circle probably about like twelve fifteen twelve thirty. We'll start gathering people. Okay. I, there's going to be a wait at the end of the day. Like you can't make it, so everyone just like walks up and can dunk at the same time. We've got a. There's probably going to be like this thirty forty five minute period of handing out the cookies and milk, like getting everyone ready to go. We've I mean we've even talked about what if someone needs to go to the bathroom before you yeah. know, it's just things that we have to do. Um, but we'll have to roll with the punches on it. So open the pit. So, yeah, I know. It's just like, <laughs> hold it unless you really, really got to go. Yeah. And go if you before. really got to go, you better sprint. Go so, before. Yeah. You should tell everybody, go before. But, yeah. yeah, I mean, I feel like if there's if there's a lot of people there, then that's, it's going to be hectic. Um, but, yeah, you can, um, like, controlled chaos is, is okay, right? Like, as long as it goes smoothly. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, like, you're always going to have, uh, uh, you know, things that are difficult. Yeah. Uh, I guess I didn't update this. There you go. All right. Um, I just, I just ate dinner in the sky. Come on. Yeah. Dinner is whatever time you want it to be, you know, <laughs> it's maybe I have dinner at 3 PM and then I have, um, supper at 8 PM. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I have, I have two or three dinners technically. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think my biggest concern at this point is just like having enough people show up to break the record. You know, we say 4,000, but really it's only 3,300, which, you know, I mean, that's a big difference between 3,300 people that's, and 4,000. That's 700 people, which is a lot. But I will tell you, we have sold 1,200 tickets so far. Good. Which I think is very good considering the event is so far away. And I know majority of people will buy their tickets like 
I expect Thursday and Friday to be big ticket sales and Saturday morning walk-ups. Um, and then actually walk up to the event. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if 800 people walked up Yeah, to the event. Yeah. Just, just because like, well, there's like older people that don't want to buy stuff online. And then there's some people that were like, you know, we'll just see mm-hmm. if we make it that way and then they'll make it that way. And so. it's not really like a sellout event. So it's, there's no pressure to purchase. It's not like you're limiting tickets. Well, it's if like, we get it to 8,000, we have to stop people. Yeah. Or, six five or six because we don't have security for more than like five or six thousand so we actually have to we can't let anyone else in at that point yeah we also can't break the record over five thousand if you have more than five thousand people you need more judges you have to have a third party judge okay you have to pay people to judge they Uh won't let you judge yourself interesting yeah so it is so uh, if there's six thousand people there they can only count five thousand i've learned so much (laughs) about guinness we can only count four thousand nine hundred ninety nine once the 5,000th person rolls it. So the, the most we can set the, I mean, but that's still a huge difference. Like going from 3,200 or something like that to 499, like that's, you smash the record at that point. Yeah. That's 1,700. Yeah. I mean, it's over, fi- over, over a 50% growth mm-hmm. in the record. So, um, but yeah, I just, you know, I learned a lot. Guinness charges you way too much money in my opinion to break against world record. Um, and uh, so if we do it next year, I definitely will not involve Guinness nearly as much as we did. Yeah. I mean, you could you could definitely not involve it, involve them and just be like, we did it. We broke the, because you know the number, you know, count the people, I guess. And like, yeah, no, what do say it? It's like, well, we, holding we, the title. We can Guinness. unofficial and official, right? So Correct. Un, un, officially 4,999, unofficially, like whatever it was, like yeah. 5,400. Um, fan mode gaming said, wish we could be there. I wish you could be here too. Sarah said, so sorry. I couldn't come. I believe fat and weird will break the record. Well, I'm glad that so many people believe in us. Um, there's a lot of people that said they couldn't make it, but I'm hoping that if we turn to an annual thing, people can obviously. Yeah. I was talking to Aubrey about that when we were going to CrossFit one day and I was like, you know, what would be cool is like after this year is like you invite other like cookie companies and stuff and make it like a legit cookie fest. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and and uh, do like who has the best flat cookie, who has mm-hmm. the like most um, like craziest cookie flavor or something yeah. like that. I think that'd be fun as Turning well. It's like a food festival almost. Yeah, like almost a like a carnival. Festival. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I think we could do it. Yeah, because I, I mean, there's a there's like pickle festivals. There's like yeah, bacon um, festivals. There's yeah. bacon one in Iowa that's huge. Yeah, it's crazy. Is it in Des Moines? People. Yeah. Is it? Do you think it, do you need to be in a big city to pull it off, or do you think that we could pull it off? I think you pull like it off this? here. Because it's a if destination. It, yeah. And if you have it a time, a time kind of like around the spring break time, people will come here for spring break and that. Right. Yeah. The only difficult part about making something during spring break is the cost of like coming to vacation in Panama City mm-hmm. goes up. So that's why I chose the last weekend in February because literally when that rolls to March, so on Tuesday, you'll notice that hotel prices just start screaming up. Yeah. Like the difference goes from like a hundred dollar a night place to like, I actually checked during March, the cheapest hotel that you can find is $180. And I'm talking like, like ratty. Yeah. Like, like red roof in. Yeah. Like not hotels you want to stay at, you know, yeah, I, I feel bad for my parents. Last time they came, I put them in the red roof in cause it was the cheapest. Was it bad? Yeah. They hated it. What was so bad about, I've, uh, I I've know. stayed in some pretty bad hotels. Same. My dad and I had to switch hotels once on a recruiting visit because it was so bad. Yeah. It was like really, really bad. Yeah, I mean, when you know, when I drove from uh, Seattle to Houston, I drove like as long as I could drive, and I just stopped at the hotel I found. And I remember like stopping at a hotel one time, and being like, well, "This ain't the greatest," but I don't know where else the next hotel yeah. is, so I'm just crashing here. So, got to sleep in a bed than in the back seat of your car. <laughs> yeah. So, but I don't know. I I, I feel like in today's day and age, like the worst hotel is still better than the house I grew up in when I, when I was younger. <laughs> but. Um, yeah. So like I said, the main concern for me is just like getting enough people there. Other than that, like I know they're going to have fun. I mean, Mm -hmm. ax throwing, you know, face painting, balloon animals, like all the vendors that are going to be there. I mean, you could probably spend just an hour walking through and seeing all the booths, like visiting the food trucks. Um, not to mention just the other activities we have. So, um, will there be like signage on the road, on the main road? Yeah. I I don't, I really don't know what that a frames and, um, you know, we probably are going to have to have someone standing at the corner with a sign, like saying cookie fest, like this way. Yeah. Um, at the, cor- that, the busy corner down there, little Caesars guy. 
Yeah, get see him, they, with they, the arrow they, thing, spin it. Just kind of spray paint a sign and yeah. just have them out there. Be like, hey, man, when you get done with your job yeah. at Little Caesars, I got a job for you. Um, but yeah, um, going back to like the food fest thing, like that person said is, I think if you have it at a time and you invite the right amount of people and the companies and stuff, people will come. Yeah. My, my only concern is like, will companies that are like oh, all the way up in Detroit, you know, will they come, you know, or. Yeah, why not? Yeah. I guess if it was a, like a big enough event. Yeah, you know? exactly. If you had like 20 to 30, like actual like vendors, like cookies, cakes, whatever kind of desserts. Yeah. That involve cookies and make it a legit like cookie fest. Yeah. Why, why wouldn't you come? Yeah, that's true. Exposure, brand exposure, all that. Yeah. Yeah, and you probably get a lot of smaller local places wanting exactly. to do it too because it helps get your name out there. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you can always do the cookie dunk at the end of it too. Like it yeah, can always be... It yeah, it doesn't have to be Guinness. It can, it can be, always be like Cookie Fest sponsored by Fat and Weird and then we do a dunk correct. at the end of it. The truth is, the reason that Guinness charges you so much money is because right now we're using their name to, to create to something, yes. right? But once we have the record and we turn it into something big enough, they'll come to you. You know, the tallest man doesn't call Guinness and go, hey, I'm the tallest man. <laughs> I want to pay money to be in Guinness World Records. They come to him and they go, hey, you're the tallest man. Yes. So once you have set the record, if you tell them, hey, we're going to do it again next year, but like we're not paying you this kind of money and like you can choose to come out and like be a part of this and update the record book or, or not. we're just going to tell everyone we broke the record and your record book is a farce. Mm-hmm. And then I think it would kind of go from there. But yeah. Is there going to be a dunk tank? There will be a dunk tank. There, or, milk? Yeah, so Ashley's working on a dunk tank for milk, yeah. Okay. I don't know. I think that she should just put water in it because I feel like if you get dunked in milk, you're going to smell Is it sour. showers there, though? Yeah, but, bro. <laughs> it's going to soak 75 in. degrees outside <laughs> and milk? Well, yeah, that's just, the milk's going to sit there. Hey, by the end of the night, they'll be dumping, dunking you in cottage cheese, bro. Probably. It'd be, it'd be buttermilk. Yeah, all thick. Yeah. It would not, it would not be the greatest. You could just put water and put food coloring in there. White food coloring. Lindsay said uh, that in Hawaii there was a food festival once a month called Eat the Streets, and food trucks from all over the island would come to one location, and there was a different theme every time: chocolate, bacon, etc. It was super cool and drew a pretty big crowd. A cookie version of that would be awesome. Yeah, I mean, you know, the Tourism and Development Council for Panama City Beach. When we met with them, they're like, "This is what we want in Panama City. Like, we don't want the, you know, the." The, they don't want the MTV rap anymore. They yeah. don't want that. They want family stuff. Yeah, they want family-oriented fun stuff. And so they said they would really help rally behind, behind it next year if we wanted to do it again. So, you know, people would just say, hey, are you going to make it annual? And I think at this point, it's just like, I need to see how this goes. You yeah. know, that's kind of like saying before someone has their first kid, like, are you ready for another? You're like, let me have this one first yeah. and then I'll let you know. It hasn't even popped out yet. But yeah. I think it's something that could be promising in the future. Yeah. It, what are you most excited for uh, from like, from a perspective of like, not us, you know, because obviously it's a different perspective. Like, what are you most excited about? Just seeing an idea come to like fruition, fruition and just everything working and seeing how much, you know, people, everybody's worked on it and it paying off in the end. So, yeah, I think that's crazy. It's like, I didn't um, understand how much planning really went into an event like this and actually i mean obviously i would not have been able to do this without ashley right i mean that's a really that's where her job yeah, is she's been working her butt off for the last four months is like working on this and um she's been throwing some curveballs yeah. and some last minute stuff um but it's been really cool to see her um from the event planning s- side of it and i think she's also learned a lot about pr and marketing because mm-hmm. she's used to just planning an event and that it gets hyped on its own either through, you either know, through a, you know, the at home or the venues marketing team or someone else. But right. This is kind of like her first go around of, you know, Hyping social networking and yeah. actually in person networking. Yeah. Yeah. So it's been interesting to see her, like how she's had to overcome some of the things she hates calling people so that she had to like overcome some of those things. Cold call. Yeah. So, and, uh, but yeah. And all of the, uh, the amount of people that are trying to sign up as vendors now that they see, I think it's like, I guess the best way to put it is like people that want to invest in you before you've created your product. And then people that want to invest, like now that they see you've created something successful, the, she said she's getting emails like two, three a day. Now I want to be a vendor. I want to be a vendor. 
And uh, it's like, well, thanks for reaching out now that we've already got like yeah. all these vendors. We have everything planned. Yeah, you're pretty much like maxed out. Yeah. And so she's told him like, we can't, you can't go in the t-shirts. You can't get, we can't get you more. Like we've already ordered the tables and the tents and all that stuff. So like you can be a vendor. It's the same price. You got to bring all your own stuff now. So I guess that's the cost of waiting too long. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you still get to be a part of it, but you're going to have to struggle a yeah. little bit more. But for those, if it's depends, if it's a big or small company, you know, like the bigger companies probably can afford that and just be like, oh yeah, we'll bring our own shit. Yeah. Yeah. Like a lot of new, I think is bringing their Tesla. Really? Yeah. They're parking their Tesla like out by the booth. Cool. So they have like a People take picture. Of Tesla. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I would expect nothing less. Well, I mean, they do, <laughs> like, so when Tesla came and recruited at the military base I was at, they brought a Tesla obviously. Mm-hmm. And they like, everyone got in the Tesla and oh they're like, God. they're like, come work for Tesla, Yeah, which it was for the production line, which you don't want that. I do not want to work <laughs> on an assembly line. Like that's not my kind of thing. Yeah. Um, big yearly cookie fest, but you could do a fat and weird sponsored monthly virtual event where the cookie companies could send you themed cookies. Yeah, that could work. I think that I just love in-person stuff. I mean, that's why I wanted to create the storefront for fat and weird to like share that love, like in person, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't know if everybody who's listening to this knows, but was that storefront intended to be the main storefront? Um, the store, so truthfully, I was like, I want a place where people can locally pick up their orders Correct. if they order. Um, and then I would like a place that people could come get hot cookies. Um, but I never meant for it to be like this, like a line out the door, mm-hmm. busy storefront. Saturdays is actually pretty popping in yep. there. Um, a lot more than I ever expected. Um, I, I, always, I always just wanted it to be like a... An, it was kind of just like an afterthought really. Um, but it serves a purpose. I think now seeing how well it does, like I do want to create like an actual flagship storefront. Mm-hmm. That's like not at the end of a warehouse and yeah. stuff like that. Um, somewhere you know, with foot traffic and yeah. Yeah. Somewhere that's like, you know, people walk up and they, they go here to, mm-hmm. to eat. Um, or even just like, it's an easier commute. Like we're kind of like off the road, you know? Yeah. Um, but I think that's just like, I have so many, you know me, my personality, I have like a million dreams and mm-hmm. it's really about like honing in on the, the alligator closest to the boat as the analogy goes. Cause there's a million alligators in the water that I'm after, but I just got to take them, you know, one at a time. Yeah. You got to aim at the one that's closest. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so I think everyone starts flying in on like Wednesday and Thursday, like Hayden yeah. from Hydro Drug gets here tomorrow. Okay. Um, and he's like, Hey, are you and Austin going to go golfing with me? And I was like, Austin could probably, I, I, there's no way I got time for this. Is he bringing his clubs? Um, I don't know. I, I doubt you really have time to go golfing with him either, but we're going to, if he's staying until Sunday, we're getting a group to go. I think Sunday. Yeah. They're, they're actually making this a vacation for them. So him okay. and his wife are coming without their kids. So they're doing oh, okay. a vacation. So, I mean, I'm sure he is. So, okay. Um, yeah, yeah, you can keep that, keep that in mind. Cause I know Mike, Mike's coming. He's going to bring his clubs. Yeah. My dad's going to play. John's going to play. I'm sure Tyler would play. Yeah. So we could have like a, an eight. We could, we all can play together, but it'd be two groups. Yeah. Can't y'all, could y'all do like a, could y'all turn it into a game? Like, I don't know a lot yeah. about golf, yeah, but could, couldn't you play like a, you could play group, like a group best ball or like something like that just yeah. to keep it fun. Yeah. And it would make it move quicker too. Yes. Right. Yeah. yeah. Best ball is, makes it faster. Essentially everyone plays off of the best Yep. Best ball? Shot, yeah. Okay. So whoever gets the best shot, then everyone plays off of that best yeah, so shot. So all of you hit a shot and then you choose the best one and you just play from there until it's hold. Okay. Okay. So, th- so essentially you, you eliminate like the guy that whiffs it over here and then Correct. he's got to like, get it yep. to the uh, hole. Yeah. So how do you score that though? Or do you not really score you, it? You score it. So like, let's say me and you are playing okay. best ball yeah. and I hit a tee shot and then you hit a tee shot. That's only one. The next shot's two, three. Oh, okay. okay. And do you, and you play off the best ball each time? Yep. So oh, okay. I could miss the putt and you could make it and it counts as a make. For me and for, you. for our team. We're a team. Oh, a team. Okay. Yeah, okay. Team. Got you. Yeah. So with eight people, you could you could divide it up into like twos and do best ball. You could play yeah, like a best ball cart. Okay. So you and your partner. Yeah. Smart. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of things you can do with golf. Yeah. I know there's other things like is scramble the right word for a golf? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like a, that's technically like best ball. It's a four man scramble. Okay. Yeah. 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 That's or the kind man. of, that's the kind of stuff I feel like I've seen like tiger. I've seen tiger woods do uh, like scrambles and stuff. Isn't that how the Ryder cup is or no? Um, so they, they play Ryder cup that way and they also play alternate shot and then they play solos too. Okay. Yeah. I've seen the Ryder cup that way. I yes. feel like, um, I don't know anything about golf. So yeah. <laughs> I feel like I, that's pretty good though. You're that like, Hey, good, yeah. you know something, right? Yeah. Um, but no, what golf course y'all playing at? 
I don't know. If we can get enough people, I think we can, we'll probably play with Tyler at Bay Point maybe. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Is that the nicest one around here? Yeah. Yeah. It's the most scenic one. We played at the country club, Panama City Country Club, and it's just a lot. Of, John said it's not the same from when before that. Before the hurricane, it was beautiful. Yeah. I mean, my I had friends that lived out there. We used to take their golf carts out as kids at night. You yeah. know, it, I mean, it was a beautiful course. Like it there's really no trees. It's wide open. Like, yeah. And there was so many trees. It yeah. was like, I mean, it was really beautiful. It sucks to get on courses like that and know the potential that it had and yeah. see it now. And you're just like, damn. Yeah, and it's I not wish. even like it's not even like their fault, you know. It's yeah, like exactly. they cut a bunch of trees down, or somebody did something stupid. It's like a hurricane came yeah. through and took it all out. I mean, the whole like clubhouse used to be like there was like these huge oak trees all around the clubhouse, and the clubhouse is on the water, mm-hmm. and now it's just like you can see the clubhouse from a mile away because there's like yeah. no trees around it. I mean, those oak trees were probably what like hundreds of years old. Like you don't get that back, mm-hmm. uh, not in at least five to ten years. I mean, that's like twenty years down the road. It's yeah. like starting to look good. That's why all those like homes in uh georgia like those old southern homes that people get married in that have like the big oaks that overdo the yeah what are those trees that the moss trees or whatever it's called oaks oaks oaks, yeah yeah um mossy oak yeah so but um it's a hunting brand right yeah it is but i mean it's based on the fact that like moss is growing on the (laughs) oak trees um but yeah so what what, do you have anything else planned for cookie fest or is it just like y'all do anything um thursday friday your parents get in on thursday or Friday. They get here tomorrow night. Oh, Wednesday night. At 11 p.m. Oh, that's the one that Hayden's on. Oh, really? He's like, I need a ride to the rental car place. And I was like, oh, I'll get up, I guess. But it's like, <laughs> Austin's going to be up and about. So <laughs> they, they have to go to Hertz on uh, 15th Street because the Hertz rental car at the airport was rented out. Oh. Yeah. I was like, they're a Hertz. why don't they just like give them a car? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know how that works, you know? Especially ahead of time. Like, get, just get a car to them. Yeah, that's... Anyway. I understand. Yeah. So, um... So they get in on Wednesday night, mm-hmm. late. Let's see, Thursday, a bunch of the influencers get in and, and we can check them into the hotel or the- The Airbnb. The houses, yeah, okay. on Thursday. Um, so we'll probably have to go early and like set up- What time's checking? Four. Four. Yeah. What time do they get in? I don't know. Yeah. They can't get in until four. So yeah. I, I think I'll have to talk to Ashley, but I think our plan is like go set up little like goodie bags mm-hmm. for all of them. You know, put their names on the rooms because if you don't, they're just gonna like go in and claim right. rooms. Yeah, and the, the yeah. Jersey the Jersey Shore method first to arrive gets yeah, the best and rooms. that's yeah. not that's not at all how <laughs> this works. Um, uh, so that's yeah, great. Um, and yep. then Friday we uh, hopefully I don't know I still don't know if we're going out on the boat. The boat, yeah. I feel like um, that's gonna be a last minute the thing. Yeah. So th- hopefully we're going out on like a like a sunset cruise from four to six p.m. Mm-hmm. And then afterwards, we'll be coming back here to Fat and Weird and doing like a small little catered meal nice. tour of the building. Everyone's going to be able to make their own cookie, kind of nice. like hangout thing. Because um, there's only like 18 people. It's like a, a really, really small yeah. uh, influencer group. So Yeah, it's not the six. No, it's not. The, that, no, it's not yeah. the whole list. It's, it's, <laughs> it's like uh, it's the people that we really wanted to invite. And I think that the list kind of expanded because it turned into like everyone we invited and they're like their media team or like people they wanted to bring. And I'm like, that's cool. Like I'm fine with them coming here and they're staying in the house. But like, this is who the people invited are, you know, not, not their whole, their whole group. The posse. Yeah, Yeah. it really is. The clan. Um, so that, that, that'll be, uh, Friday. And then Saturday, obviously I think probably from like, 7 a.m. on i'll be out there like yeah. helping get ready i know actually what, like, what time are you guys getting out there like what's what's your plan for saturday if you've if you have a plan yet i mean i, I think that i'll probably get out there between like 7 and 8 a.m and just be like what do you want me to do ashley um i know she doesn't want me involved she like uh she used to do summer shreddings for christian yep and the whole idea was that christian didn't have to do anything he just got told where to be and when to be there i'm just not that kind of person you know i like to be involved in mm-hmm. that stuff like the le- the last thing I want to be is not helpful, you know? So, um, I don't know. I'll just be whatever you're available, you know, whatever yeah. they need. And then, you know, the event will end at four. So we'll have to wrap up everything. Probably, um, everyone will probably just like hang out that night. I'm sure the houses will be a good time to just like barbecue at the houses or like yeah, hang out chill. at the house. And then, uh, Sunday we'll have to get everything ready for checkout by like 10 or 11, I think. Um, which that shouldn't be hard. No, just ask no. them to take the sheets off and put them by the doors. Yeah, if that's even like, I'd have to go check. Some of them don't even have that requirement because nice. of like how nice those houses are. Like they they do everything yeah. for you. Um, and then uh, 
you know, I think we're going to try to do a breakfast on Sunday for like Twitch people. Oh, okay. Um, like a like, Twitch meetup? Yeah, M. Hutter, you know, It's Kate, like all those people that we know that are coming down for this. Um, we're going to do like a little Twitch breakfast, I think, on Sunday. Because mm-hmm. um, a lot of them said they don't fly out until Sunday afternoon. And, and they don't, they didn't fly in until late Friday, so they couldn't do like a Friday morning yeah. breakfast. And then we obviously have plans in the evening. So, yeah, we'll do like a little breakfast. And then from then on out, it's going to be full back into the Airbnb yeah. situation. We got that, uh, that mess, but... yeah. I know it is a mess. I, it's going to be a big change. I mean, you yeah. you get some footage, I'm sure, mm-hmm. of it over there. But um, right now, it's just like the amount of tile on the ground. I was like. It's like you're walking on glass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's it is loud. Yeah. Everywhere I walked, it. I felt like I went to, um, I, correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't it like Jewish weddings where they like smash the plates on the ground? I think so. Or is it bar mitzvahs? It, it's something. It's one of those. Yeah. But I felt like I was at a really big one of those <laughs> because there was just tile everywhere it all just sounded like floor. plates breaking yeah. yeah and as i was walking it was just like crush 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 yeah. and then, of course i was in my crocs so of course yeah i was like oh, i don't need a shard of tile going through <laughs> going, my yeah. crocs so i probably should just <laughs> not walk around in here um but yeah i just wanted to see like they got most of it up mm-hmm. you know and tomorrow so tomorrow morning they're gonna pull up the toilets finish the bathrooms get all the tile out and then grind grind the floors and then do the epoxy and okay. they said that they're going to be done by like four or five o'clock yeah i don't I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. I hope so because I really need them to be done tomorrow because yeah. it really will put a hurting on our timeline. And then Thursday, the painters will move from the B side to the A side. Mm-hmm. They said they're going to need a tomorrow probably in there again to do the rest of the paint. So, yeah. Um, with the Airbnb, do you think that you could have, I guess, done this alone? Or do you think Tyler and Emily have been like a big help and like the perfect people to kind of kickstart you? Yeah, Tyler and Emily have definitely been a big help as far as like, one, they already have the listing up because they already have listings. So they didn't have to go through a lot of the process and they're already like considered a super host. So that's like a good thing that you automatically are being listed in. Um, Two, like they knew the contractor that's helping do some of the work that we couldn't do on our own. Um, And that's really helpful because I didn't have a residential contractor. And then, um, you know, a final thing is just like, there's a few things that they've been able to handle and take off of Aubrey and I's plates. Like I went, I handled the floor, I handled the painters, I handled all that stuff, but then they, in the kitchen and stuff like that. But they, like they helped us like, you know, Emily and Aubrey sat down and came up with like the list of things they needed and they ordered that stuff. They, they're handling the, like Aubrey and Emily are handling the furniture and things like that. I don't think Aubrey alone would have been able to do it. So um, I definitely appreciate that. And just, from the standpoint of like I was telling you before, we're going in on that other Airbnb that they have. Yep. Um, so we'll be partners in that one. So we'll together, you know, own two Airbnbs so that we share. Um, so it's like you each own one, but the beautiful thing is, uh, you know, if something goes wrong, you have someone else's help and you're not losing all the money from the entire duplex. So like right. if I owned a whole duplex and, and something happened in, uh, the A side, B side, or like something happened that compromised both sides. I'm out like all of the income that I would be. Um, whereas now I'm only out like half the income and I have another person helping me do it. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's kind of like in uh, the stock market, like, you know, not investing all your eggs in one basket. You're like putting yep. a little bit into this basket, and a little bit in this basket. So if this basket goes down, but this one goes up, you're not really out money. But if you had everything in that basket and it went down, then it could be bad. Mm-hmm. No, I, I you know, it's inversely. If you had all your money in one basket and it went up a lot, that's a great thing. But, you know, it's gambling. You know, yeah. I, I like to hedge my bets. So, yeah, I just think for like a first time, you know, Airbnb rental property, like you need to, unless you know what you're doing, like getting with somebody who knows going in, like there's nothing wrong with splitting a property especially if you don't know what you're doing or like you don't have the time. Right. And there's less financial burden on you as well too. Correct. Right. Um, so I think that's another beautiful thing is like, you know, what we bought that Airbnb for, you know, 20% down would be $70,000. And so that's a lot of money to put down. But if you have a it's partner, a lot of money. if you have a partner, it's 35,000 each. Yeah. So, um, you know, just small stuff like that. Uh, you don't necessarily have to fork over that stuff up front you know, you do make less money in the long run because you are splitting it. But like I said, you know, if you it's still money, yeah. Well, and if you, and if you had 70,000, instead of, instead of buying one, you know, buy two with them and yeah. then, you know, you have two operating, you know? Um, but yeah, it's just always the way I think about things is trying to do things like with redundancy and backups and stuff like that. Yeah. Cause Tyler and I were, he was there today when I was there and he was talking about the properties and all that. And 
you know, it's like once you clear your like overhead and all your mortgages off, it's like you just like technically created another you working like a 40 hour full-time job for income. Yeah. Yeah. You made yourself another version of yourself that's working while the real self can just go do whatever you want. Right. Yeah. And I think that's what, um, like why passive income is like so important is because that's why like creating LUTs for a videographer or, um, creating, uh, you know, presets and why people sell courses and tutorials where they don't have to do anything is because then it's like you did all this work up front, but it's going to make you money like forever without you really having to do anything. Yeah. So I thought I heard Miley barking, but she's right here. Yeah. I heard knocking. That's I think what, it's, I think it's, uh, Emory might be cleaning something. And okay, she was knocking okay, stuff, okay. But, um, but yeah, so I think that, uh, you know, that's like, that's why it's important to, you know, figure out other ways to make money. I, you know, they say that the average millionaire has like six or seven income sources. And I was uh-huh. talking to someone about this the other day. And so I think a lot of people get confused and they think, in order to be a millionaire, I need six or seven income sources. I think the truth is, in order to be a millionaire, you need one good source of income, and then you need to be smart with how you invest that that income, right? Yes. You can buy cars, you can buy clothes, you can go out to eat, all that stuff, but that's not going to make you money. So if you take that money and you invest it into the stock market, take that money and you invest it into real estate, you yeah. take that money and you invest it into you know, new companies or projects. That's how you, that's why millionaires have six or seven sources of income. It's not because they need that source of income. It's because they've taken their main source of income and then they've diversified it. And for, so that, other that ways. can make more income and then that makes income. And then that it's just stacking yeah. itself on top of each other. And something I was like, why, I was like, why don't, why do our parents not own more houses? Like, you know, like yeah. they've all been told, like, I'm sure your parents, if you ask them, they're, they're, they would tell you debt's bad. Like, don't have debt, yeah. like pay off your debt. Gordon my, Ramsay. Yeah. My mom used to pay like double house payments on our, like whenever they had extra money, they'd put it they on the house be. payment. Yeah. And it's so wrong. It's such a terrible yeah. philosophy. It was, it made sense because back in the eighties and nineties, when my parents were buying houses, the interest rates on a house was like 13%. So yeah, definitely like pay double, pay triple, yeah. like whatever you can do to pay that down because 13% is a lot. Mm-hmm. But house marketing now, like the interest rates are like 4%. Yeah. Maybe some of them are like three. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't pay that down a lot. Yeah. Your money can Just make more your, money yeah, elsewhere. Pay your minimal. Yeah. But, but that's what I've told you with your student loans. Like anything, yeah. anything below like 5%, like don't worry about trying to be aggressive, paying it off, like pay off the, eight, nine, 10% yeah. stuff. But like, you know, in six too, I would say, cause that, that's kind of high still, but like five and below, like, yeah, you can make more money with that money doing other things for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. And I see both sides. It's like at the, like one is like, yes, you can make money, but then again, it's like you can pay off if you do, you know, your you put one, like your income towards paying that off as quick as you can. It's like, what's one to two years of, you know, your money working for you. And it could be a lot or it could be, you know, yeah, it depends. 500 difference. It's right. It's, yeah. the, it's the risk. Yeah. And you know, th- like I said, there, there is risk, right. But you know, you can say, okay, well, if I would have put that extra $500 in, you know, this is obviously just speculative, but if I would put that extra $500 in Bitcoin back in the day, then that $500 w- was, is now, you know, $20,000. So yeah. I think that's the difference is it really only makes sense to not pay down your debt if you have another place for your money to make you money, Correct. if your money's just going to sit in a bank account, mm-hmm. a savings account earning like 0.2%, then yeah, sure. Pay it, pay it off quickly because your money's not doing anything for you. But if you have something else you can do with your money, mm-hmm. then obviously do that. But I think a lot of people, they go, you know, I have, I have a hundred thousand dollars saved up. Um, but I have this student loan for, you know, 50,000, but I'm making minimal payments on it. And it's like, well, if you're not going to take that hundred thousand and like, do something that's going to earn you money with it, then yeah, pay off the student loan hundred yeah. percent. Just put all that money towards it because otherwise you are not doing like, you're not making money with mm-hmm. it. It's kind of like the idea of, you know, it's just like if you decide like, Oh, I could, I can go out and work and make money or I can sit at home and make less money. It's like, well, yeah, it's fine. If you're fine with just sitting at home, making that amount of money, then yeah, just sit at home. But if you're like, I want the extra money, then go out and go work. And get it, yeah. But it, if you're not going to willing to go out and work or you're not willing to yeah. let your money work for you, then yeah, just sit at home, mm-hmm. you know, let it, let it be. Mm-hmm. But, and I think kids my age, I see a lot of 
couples who are engaged or married already that are young that are buying homes and buying houses. And I'm just kind of like, what? Like, that's, that's kind of expensive. But at the same time, it's like if you have your stuff together and, you know, if you can you can make that down payment and what's the DMI, PMI? PMI. PMI. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, you don't have to do 20%. But right. that PMI is... Is kind of money you're throwing away, but yeah. at the same time, if you're you're buying a home that's building up its worth, and it, it's not really a throwaway, you know. Yeah. Um, Have you thought about? I I thought about this is like let's say you can't put twenty percent down, you can put fifteen percent down. Instead of getting PMI, why don't you just take out a loan for five thousand dollars? Because a lot of time, how are you gonna get that loan? I don't know. Well, you, you got a loan for this for the other the that percentage. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. like, unless you are willing to like. Unless someone else is like takes a loan, like if you have a, if you have like your spouse or something takes that loan and then you get like cash and your cash payment is down. Yeah. So the, the real thing is, is just how do you get that other loan is because if you're trying to get from a bank, they're going to be like, well, what are you going to give me? Uh, like bank wants leverage, like something on the other end of a loan. Like yes. if you go to a bank and you have a hundred thousand dollars in your bank account, they'll give you a loan, but they're going to like lock up your bank account or make it so like you can't let, like it has to have a certain amount in that it bank account, like right? fall below 50,000 or whatever. Yeah. So yeah. say that's a rule. Or like if I wanted a loan right now for like say a million dollars, I would have to be like, yeah, like you can put a loan against my building. Meaning if I don't pay you back, you can take my building. Oh shit. Okay. So that's how loans work in life. And that's why, you know, as bad as it sounds is like the rich get rich quicker. Right. Because, if I have a net worth of $10 million and I have no debt, I can go borrow $10 million and buy something that will generate me a lot of income. If you only have a net worth of $100,000, you only have that much spending. That's all you got. Yeah, exactly. You know, you can't. Or if you have a you net know. worth of 50 or 20. Right. So know. at the end of the day, it's like the rich can get richer because you can invest that money back into things that make you money. And the more money you can invest in things, the more you make money quickly, mm -hmm. right? If you invest $10,000 into something that's 10% interest, you earn $1,000. Well, if you invest $100 million in something that's 10% interest, then you've made $10 million. Yeah. And so when you really start thinking about things on scale, like that's why the rich get Crazy. richer, right? Because the more money you have, the more that compounding effect takes place. Mm -hmm. um, you know, going from, a million dollars to a billion dollars uh, can really happen in a, in less than thirty years if you are getting an average return of fifteen percent. Yeah, think about that. A crazy. million to a billion, thirty years. So a billion's a lot. I know, I know. It's a lot, a lot. It's a lot. So, um, but yeah, I think that that's the the real trick is that like the hardest part with anything in life is getting that first bit, getting the first ten thousand followers, getting the first million followers, getting the mm -hmm. first million dollars you know whatever it that's the hard part and then after that it makes it easier because you have that money to yeah. to like move around and play with and mess with um i don't think it makes it easy period it just makes it easier yeah it's easier and i think that's something that you see a lot today is just the amount of startups and stuff like that and small businesses and you know, it, it helps to have events like Cookie Fest like this where small businesses can come out and show who they are to, you know, the thousands of people. And, yeah. you know. There's a company that reached out to us called Cookie Cups yeah. that are coming. They make cups that are like ceramic, but they're like shaped like this. Okay. So you can dunk like fat cookies. Like oh, so ours they're like wide. It. Yeah. 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 So they're coming to the event. They saw nice. us. Um, someone, uh, someone like one of the cookie review pages did something. Someone tagged fat and weird in it. And then I commented on the cookie cup thing. And then they're like, oh, they're in Orlando. They're like, we want to come oh, to your yeah. event. I was like, okay, come on. So they're a vendor at the event now. So, um, yeah. And I think that, you know, Cookie Fest could turn into a thing that, you know, allowed a lot of, you know, breakout cookie companies. Because at the end of the day, like, anyone can start a cookie company. That's why yeah. there's so many of them. I've already, I've already talked about that. There's the barrier to entry is very easy. Um, you, you can do a lot of stuff at home if you're not shipping. And if you are shipping, I think they, they just changed the cottage food laws in Florida and you can ship now in Florida out of your home kitchen oh, wow. with just a few things. I think you have to still get it inspected yeah. per se, but like inspected air quotes. Yeah. yeah. It's not nearly as hard as it used to be. So, you know, when, when that kind of stuff happens, it's just more people can come up and like, you know, contend for a great yeah. cookie company. So that's why, you know, motive is way different. Like if you want to start a clothing company, like good luck, it's way more expensive, yeah. way more time consuming. 
you got to have a lot more money behind it. So the more expensive an idea is to create, the less competition you're going to have at scale because not everybody's doing it. Yeah. Not everyone can afford to do it, you know? So it's like get into, you know, rental markets, like less people are doing that than are doing, you know, this. And then you start getting into like shops, (laughs) get into apartment complexes then get into like, you know, massive hotels. Yeah. Hotel yeah. type things. Condos. Like, yeah. As you go, as you build in size, less and less players are involved because the amount of capital that's required to do those things. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's kind of like locking people out of the ability to even try to do it because they don't have the finances to do it. Yeah. But. No, but I was just thinking as like cookie fest reminds me of this thing and the sneaker community is called sneaker con and they have it they have it in different cities, like four or five, six times throughout the year. And there's like Phoenix, Dallas, Minneapolis. They just major go cities, right? Yeah. yeah. And that would be, you know, eventually, it it probably started out just like how it is. Is you know, it's people yeah. come, they sell shoes, and you know, they have people who are famous in the sneaker community, celebrities. So what you're saying is, I need to trademark Cookie Fest. Yeah, I definitely would. Yeah. Well, well, lucky, luckily you, you don't have to rush to trademark things because when you've, when you're the first in use, yep. someone else can't just come and be like, Oh, that's a great idea. I'm going to trademark it. Um, you can be like, no, I used it first. Mm-hmm. So we kind of are like set there by doing that. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think that could be like eventually, you know, if you look back, so you're saying like we could years. franchise cookie fest as the, the idea of cookie fest could become a franchise. Correct. That's cool. So like there can be a Dallas cookie fest. There can yeah. be a, but the Panama city one is the original yeah. and could be the biggest, but it's like Dallas is like, all right, Dallas people, let's see it. You know, yeah. people from Texas, like, yeah, I heard you do it bigger in Texas. Let's see what you got. Exactly. That, man, I feel like you've been hanging out with me too much. You're just coming up <laughs> with some, some ideas over More here. business driven money, now. Money making yeah. moves. No, it's funny. I noticed that the other day I was in the gym and Adam Paget came up to me and he's like, yeah, think about selling my golf cart and I don't know. And I'm like, cause they're going to get rid of their house yeah, and build another one. And I was like, well, keep it with the house and then charge the people extra to rent it or rent it in the neighborhood. And then once you get the money to buy a new one, just sell it to those people. And then you have your money to buy a new one. And he was like, who you been hanging out with? I'm like, who do you think? So it's like Turo. Yeah, exactly. For the neighborhood. Yeah. Rent the golf cart. Exactly. That's like actually, if smart. a family moves in and they don't have a golf cart, you'd be like, you can rent mine or you can buy it. No, that, yeah, it is smart. Yeah. I mean, it is. Yeah, I definitely have rubbed off on you. It's, <laughs> it, it's a cool thing, but it's also a bad thing because all you start thinking about is like, I wonder what the way business. to spin this to make this to like make money. Make money. <laughs> you know, it's like the podcast when we first talked about it, I was like, oh, how are we going to make money off the podcast? And then I was like, you know what? I need to do something that I enjoy and yeah. not for just money. But We've made on um, on anchor it tells you how much you've made and it's zero zero zero. Oh, yeah. but i think we hit a thousand listens or oh. we're right there so well, hey congratulations to us yeah yeah i don't i def, definitely didn't think it was going to be as successful as it i, I had hopes but the, i didn't think that a lot of people were going to listen just because of i don't know it's just us guys yeah i mean it's truth but i mean so i guess like to round it all up cookie fest is technically a business it maybe we'll break even this year. It definitely is not going to be like a huge money maker because of the Guinness. I mean, Guinness was $40,000 just to be transparent on that. Like that's yeah. really expensive. It's hard to overcome that price when you start taking into account, you know, we also had to pay for people to come down here. We had to pay for, mm-hmm. you know, uh, the, like some of this stuff, like the eight, the eight five Oh acts like we had to pay for the bounce yeah. houses. We had to pay for that stuff. We had to pay for, you know, the volunteers, uh, not the volunteers, but the like actual people working the event, yeah. we had to pay for trash, the venue itself. So it's really hard to be, to be profitable when you're down 40,000 from the get go. But I think that next year we can make it like a profitable event from like a business standpoint. But at the end of the day, I'm just doing it for the fun of it. Yeah, exactly. And it just goes to show you is like the first time you do something, it may not be the way you want to turn out, whether it's, you know, the goal you have is not what you wanted monetarily. It's not what you wanted, but that doesn't mean you should quit. Like if it's successful and people like it and everyone's like, oh, dang, we missed out. It's like, there you have it. If your event was successful, then. Yeah, we'll see you next year then. Exactly. All right. Uh, um, Derek's not here. Yeah. So we need a would you rather. So do you have one off the top of your head or do I need to, to try to look one up real quick? Oh man. I love that. I have that one website. I just always close it down. It's like, would you rather? Would you rather questions? 
these are all conversation starters, so they're not nearly as uh, graphic because you don't start a conversation with. Would you rather like pee out your nose mm-hmm. or? So for you, I think this is just this is just for you. I just kind of came up with this. Would you rather have someone like a big company buy you out right now, or keep doing what you're doing for fifteen ish years and slowly climb that like monetarily ladder? Like yeah. You know, um, like, like you, you've, you've reached your goal at the time you want 40, which I know that like you've reached that goal, but right. you know, you're fat and we're still here and it's slowly and it's still kind of yours. Yeah. Um, truthfully, because Aubrey and I have so much going on, I would, I would take someone buying out if it was the right, I mean, if it was like for a fair, like yeah, right yeah, price yeah, yeah, for family, no, yeah, yeah. I, I would probably do that just because Aubrey and I also have motive. We still have the coaching. Um, I, I want to see Airbnb now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Airbnb going. Um, I would take it just because I feel like sometimes I already don't do everything very well because I'm pulled in so many directions. Um, it's uh, it's hard to explain. I, I definitely have this like overwhelming feeling sometimes that like because I'm doing so much, I don't do it very well, and then there's just not enough time in the day yeah. to do everything. So, um, yeah, I would probably say like, "Hey, God's God's given me like a good out, and yeah. uh, like I'm I just should gonna just, I should take it and uh, open that door, yeah, and and just go forward there." Yeah. Um, but I mean, so I guess I could say the same for you. Like, what if you know? It's hard to imagine, but like, say five years from now, you've grown your media company to maybe you having like, you know, fifteen twenty clients, and you have like three people that work for you, and you get approached by a larger you know media marketing company, and they're like, "Hey, we want to take over your clients. We want to buy your equipment." And then, you know, we want to bring on your employees as contractors and, and, you know, we just want you to, you know, step away from this. Like, um, or would you rather grow your company for 20 20 years, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I feel like that all depends on a situation, but it's like with a company like that, if like it's with people who you, you know, you, you bring up and like all of that, it's like, you want to see them success. And it's like, if somebody's in that position where it's like, Hey, it's your turn now. Like, yeah, it's all you, I'm going to step back and kind of do that but it would be cool that if someone was like hey you know we want to bring you and your team on yeah and it's like hell yeah yeah they acquire they acquire you but then they bring you on yeah. yeah um most people would probably do like if someone bought fat and weird they wouldn't let aubrey and i go they would yeah. we would have to negotiate a salary and it would probably be for like two to three years where we had to like slowly it's probably more of like the advertising thing too is like because you guys drive so much traffic it's like if you just quit all of a sudden they yeah. would lose a lot of their marketing and yeah that. yeah i'm sure that's part of it you know um but also just the part of it is just like could you imagine if you were just like gone tomorrow, like trying to explain to anyone like how to do what you do, you know, I mean, don't take it, you know, for granted, like I know you do some stuff on the website. I know mm-hmm. that you, you know, do the QR codes and I know like all that stuff that you do with fat and weird, um, getting stuff ready for launch. So like, you know, even if we were going to be bought out, like you would, you know, you couldn't just you disappear, to, yeah, you know, you'd have to, have to turn over. Yeah. yeah. It would have to be a turnover process. Sometimes it's a year, sometimes two or three years. Just, it really depends. And I'll ask you one about this one. Um, this one's so funny to me, but um, would you rather be given a new BMW now or be given a truly epic $2 million mausoleum after you die? So essentially, would it matter to have materialistic things now or would you want a huge like statue remembrance of you that you would never see? You would never see it. I don't know. I feel like that's just so loaded. It's well, it's, it's, it's the difference is would you rather have a smaller gratification in the moment or would you rather have like a, like a, I mean, cause at the end of the day, people would like, they'd be like, Whoa, yeah, but they'd be like, who the fuck is that? Why does he have that? But someone just had to be like, well, it's Austin Ronick. They'd be like, Oh, nah. Yeah. Yeah. It's in small town, Iowa or something like that. Just, it's, it's in the, it's in the town center of Des Moines. That's a big town center. This is the capital, dude. Would you, I don't deserve that. Would you rather be a human brain I'll and a robot body or have your brain enhanced with a computer in your human body? So essentially, would you rather be like a cy- like cyborg where you're like literally you're a, a human, ba- but you're a robot? Or would you rather be fully enhanced. human, but enhanced? Enhanced. Yeah, me too. Because then it's still my mind yeah. and my body. Well, Just I guess a little tweak. Well, the difference would be like if you're a robot, you would be like super strong, probably super fast, like all that stuff. But if you were just enhanced, like you'd just be super smart. So the question is, would you rather be super smart or super strong, fast and everything else? I'd rather be smart. 
Yeah, me too. I would go on Jeopardy. Crush it. I would just, just crush wait. it. I would yeah, crush but if, it. What if there's, yeah, I don't know. How, what are they going to do? You can't go on here? You're enhanced? If everybody's enhanced, though, then. Yeah, but <laughs> that's not the question. It's not saying everybody. Yeah, I know. Just assuming. Anyway. All right. That's it. I would, I would agree with you on that, though. Yeah. I would go on Jeopardy. I do see the perks of like being super strong, but it's like, I doubt they're going to let you play football. Yeah. You know, like a robot. I mean, okay. So better question. What if no one knew either of those things? Which one would you pick? If no one knew either. But how do you hide that you're a robot, that you're indestructible? But I mean, what if you're like a cyborg, like you have a skin, like you're like, you're you're like the Terminator style. Like you look like a human, but you're a cyborg. I would still do the smart. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think what you'd make more money off of. <laughs> Back to making money off of things that don't need to be. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I, my mind goes like, which one would probably yield me the most amount of money? They probably put you on the front lines. Like, this is our fucking undefeatable soldier. Good luck. Yeah, that's true. And then a rocket would just, e-impulse, just yeah. shut you down. Exactly. I don't know. See, I feel like I could sign a football contract. I'd be a running back that was unstoppable. Yeah, but then they'd be like, bro, what? And then they drug test you and they realize that you pissed oil. Damn. See, I, yeah. I couldn't be a football player. <laughs> yeah. I guess I'll have to pick the mind one. Because then you can like dumb yourself down to still look smart and then no one would catch you. Yeah. You can't do that in a robot body. Well, I mean, does Elon Musk dumb himself down? He doesn't. He's well, still yeah, just but a if genius. You, if you didn't want people to know and if you wanted to like keep it low key, you could still be super smart, but not like to the point where people are like, yeah, like, how did he just this, search the entire internet yeah, in two seconds? exactly. Like the geofinding people place. Yeah. Crazy. How, yeah. Yeah, if you're ever bored, look up geofinders. What, what do you think the most amount of money you could make from that would be? Because, I mean, if you think about it, if you're that smart, you could be a lawyer, right? And yeah. you could be, like, a premium lawyer. That got, you could be a neurosurgeon because you're yeah. obviously, like, insanely smart. You could smart, be anything. Right? You could yeah. do anything. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. Sometimes I think I... I just imagine what my life would be like if that actually existed. <laughs> super smart. With super power, super power. It's like, I'm always like, what yeah. is it like? Anyways. All right. Well, thank you guys for joining us on the BA podcast today. Yeah. Thank you guys.